0: Thanks, Sydney. I think me and Sydney are going to be pretty good friends. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going with the punches. Like, yeah, fine. That's cool, dude. Whatever. You look weird. Your is like a block of <laughs> yeah.
1: That dog, gotta, yeah. dog. <laughs> And I was... Um,
0: okay, so are we good? Yeah. Everybody's there? Everybody's got their notes out? <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of fun tonight. And if you feel uncomfortable? Great, because I'm going to feel very uncomfortable pre- uh, preaching this. okay? But I want to show you the beauty of it. Don't read it yet. Stop it. I'm gonna read yeah, it to I you. Chase is <laughs> reading it too. And he tried to pick me <laughs> up with a lie. reading it. Oh <laughs> yeah. I flipped on the first Three. page and I just flipped it. All I saw were words. Okay, but... actually with Jimmy. <laughs> so here we go i'm gonna get started all right if you're along for the ride with me let's do it uh this is song of solomon's song of solomon why am i messing that up song of solomon chapter four we're gonna kind of dive through and again like i said this um this passage and this book is kind of highly neglected just because it does make people feel uncomfortable, because it is very, um, uh, people call it provocative, sensual, sexual. All right, I'm going to say the word sex tonight, so get ready. All right, so just when it happens, I'm going to look right at you. <laughs> and okay, so, but I, I really don't want you to think of this book that way ever again. Okay. Uh, that's kind of my purpose of sharing this tonight. I, I was thinking of like, how could I share a passage or how can I share, how could I share a truth that, um, is spoken about a lot, but in different terms. So we're going to be talking about how much, yeah, let me think, let me just start with this guys. I love my wife, Madison. <laughs> I love her. Uh-oh. I love her. Uh, the moment then just bear with me okay this is not my wedding vows but the when I look at my wife my heart speeds up okay, okay. my heart speeds up it, it, she quickens me there's something that shifts in me when I look at her in the eyes right eye contact is a big thing especially with your wife or um, whatever you do Blake nobody so um <laughs> Got you, Zach. <laughs> so, like, there's there's something that happens when you're in love. Okay, there's something that changes in you when there you're when you're quickened for somebody. Okay, so um, love's love makes us do crazy, crazy things. Love makes us do crazy things, right? Some love a sport, right? And what do you do? You do crazy things for it. You go to any length to be really, really good at it for the sake of the game, right? Did I sound athletic? Right? You do anything for this if you if you're dedicated to a cause. It makes you do crazy things. It does. Hey, good or bad, great, whatever. We won't get into that tonight. But like it's this fascinating thing of what love actually does to it. And I want to share what love, I and mean, we're going to be talking about love tonight, okay? And I want to share what this is supposed to do to us. We all know that the Father loves us, right? Yeah. We got some of us, you know, understand that phrase. And we understand, oh, cool, God loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. And I'm like, oh, cool, great. So you, all right, right? We all know this reality and this truth, but do we actually live it do we actually apply it does it actually ooze out of us does it actually saturate everything that's around us and that's what i want to talk about tonight and it doesn't look like that how he loves us song where you just sing that over and over again and you feel it you know it doesn't look like that thank you for your laughter um yeah nobody laughed just in (laughs) case yeah thank you thanks i saw a smirk whatever Love makes us lose sight of everything that surrounds us and makes us stop. Right? you've ever like fallen in love with something, right? Maybe the first time you had a steak, right, Katie? First time you had a steak, you're just like, what happened? Where has this been my whole entire life? Right? First time you have fajitas roll out to your table. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm in love, right? And I know I'm making light of it, but I want to put you in that perspective of when you tasted something so sweet the first time that your entire life changed. Maybe that's maybe that's the Lord tonight. I want to show you what it meant to Solomon tonight. Okay? So, um, yeah, I think that was a pretty good intro. Um, yeah, let me just read it. Cool. I just want to read chapter four all the way through, and then we're going to dissect it verse by verse. Is that cool? Yeah, you guys cool. with me? Yeah. You yes. ready for a journey? I yeah. feel like Snoop yes. Dogg. Why? What? 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 Why? You ready for a journey? I don't think so. Like all right. <laughs> <laughs> Song of Solomon. i that kind of journey. <laughs> Song of Solomon, chapter four. Lawsuit. <laughs> <Walson>. Nice. Nice. <Walson. laughs> Ready? <laughs> come on. Hey, we're going. Ready? Yes. Uh, Song of Solomon, chapter four, verse one. And we're going to read all the way through. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are like doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats leaping down from the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of shorn ewes, or sheep, that have come up from the washing, all of which bear twins, not to one among them has lost its young. Verse three, your lips are like a scarlet thread, scarlet thread, sorry, and your mouth is lovely. Your cheeks, or temples, as some translations might say, your te- cheeks are l- like halves of pomegranate behind your veil. Your neck is like the Tower of David built in rows of stone. On it hang a thousand shields and all all of them shields of a warrior. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle that graze along the lilies until the day breathes, and until the day breathes and the shadows flee, I will go away to the mountain of myrrh and on the hill of frankincense. Seven, you are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. Come with me to Lebanon, my bride. Come with me from Lebanon. Depart from the peak of Amon, from the peak of Sinir and Herm Hermon, yep. Uh, from the den of lions, from the mountains of leopards. Verse nine. You have captivated my heart, my bride. You have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. How beautiful is your love, my bride, and how much better is your love than wine and the fragrance of your oils than any sprite than any spice your lips drip nectar my bride honey and milk are under your tongue the fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of lebanon a garden locked is my a garden locked is my bride a spring locked a fountain sealed your shoots are an orchard of, of pomegranates with its choicest fruits, henna and nard, nard and saffron, kalmus and cinnamon. I know that one. <laughs> all the trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes with all the spices, a garden fountain, a, living, a well of living water, a flowing stream of Lebanon. And verse 16, as it closes, awake, O north wind, and come, O south wind, blow upon my garden, let its spices flow. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its choicest fruits. Okay. So there it is. It's beautiful, right? It's just this beautiful, beautiful passage. You know, some of you might call Solomon a little bit soft for writing this, you know, but this is, this is gorgeous. This is love on paper. This is the best way anybody could capture love except for my vows. Um, and just to remind you guys, thanks for nobody catching love, that. Thanks. I <laughs> yeah. Sort of yeah. <laughs> I, I could share you guys my <laughs> vows. They were pretty they good. Agree. We had to tell them later about yeah. our vows and yeah. how we did. Okay. Um, so just to remind you guys, this is in the Bible. Okay. I don't know if that's a little weird to you. A love letter that's captured in scripture, but other things aren't. Is this a question? Yeah. My translation says, my sister, come on my bride. Okay. I'll talk about it. Cool. Um, And I kind of thought this was weird. I don't know if you guys feel the same way that, all right, there's a love letter smack dab in the middle of scripture. Like, um, why'd you include this, but not tell me more about the Trinity? Why'd you include this, but not tell me more about Paul's life? Why'd you include this, but not tell me about Jesus's younger years? right? All of these things. I have these questions, you know, but there's a love letter from a guy named Solomon to his wife's name. I can't pronounce or else I would try, but I'm not going to, cause it'll not help you. Okay. Um, obviously I I'm, I'm not confused about that anymore or else I wouldn't be preaching this, but I want to share with something, this, this beautiful kingdom truth that's locked in this, as you guys have heard me say before Everything in the scripture is all about Jesus. Everything in the scripture is all about the Father. Everything in scripture is all about Holy Spirit. Okay? Everything in scripture, new, old, things you've chalked up is confusing. Everything is about God Almighty. Okay? And I just want you to to remember that. Okay? And just to kind of set the scene as, as we kind of unpack all of this, verses 1 through 15 are the groom speaking. Solomon speaking verse 16 then the bride takes over and it's this beautiful imagery um which we'll talk about I really am going to struggle to not jump my notes tonight because I'm really excited about what the Lord's placed on my heart okay um and there's a dove right there we're here we've arrived hmm. around yeah. the property every once in a while but uh when me and Madison get in fights, it flies away. It. <laughs> so we're good. He's back, you know. Me and Madison are good. I'm just joking. I say that loosely. Okay, so I'm not going to use Solomon's name as much. I'm going to just use groom a lot. Okay? I do Groom and bride, not bridegroom because that gets confusing. I'm just going to use groom and bride because I'm American and it makes sense to me. Okay? Is that cool? All right. Thanks. Um, so... Let's just kind of go through this. Is that cool? Let's read verse one again. Verse one says, how beautiful you are, my darling. How beautiful you are. Your eyes are like doves. I want you to pick up on that like there. Okay, I'll, I'll finish. Your eyes are like doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats that have come down from a mountain. Okay, okay. <laughs> so fascinating all right so um it's interesting in this verse one um in, so- in, in sos chapter one he uh, this the the bride is having this f- kind of fight of who she is in chapter one she's having a fight of who she is of like am i actually who this man is telling me that i am am i actually who this person is telling me that i am And this is him reiterating what he already said in chapter one, that you are beautiful, that you are beautiful. You are lovely. Okay. I just want, all of this is going to make perfect sense at the end. Okay. So I'm going to just recap all of this at the end and you'll kind of understand where I'm going as we get through this. Okay. So, um, he's reiterating Ruth about who she is to her, that she is lovely, that he is happy with who she is. Okay this beautiful beautiful thing and um that is in song of solomon um chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 if you want to reference that okay um she speaks poorly of herself and then the 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 groom tells her who she is directly okay speaks just truth over her okay um then it then it continues and as you'll kind of see here it goes kind of how she looks to her character, to then how it makes him, okay? You'll see that and I'll, I'll make I'll make you, atten- uh, I'll bring your attention to it as yeah. it comes up, okay? So there's these seven things that he's going to reference in the physical, okay? Seven things in the physical. Seven is a even number, it's a pure number in all of scripture, okay? There's seven things. First one is the eyes, which Eyes, it starts in verse one, perfect, right? It goes eyes, hair, teeth, lips, temples, neck, and then breasts, okay? So, um, you'll see all of these kind of unfold in what the imagery is in them, okay? Um, doves, it says here, your eyes are like doves. Not saying that they're like the actual bird, the dove. Okay. But he's actually saying that your eyes are like a dove's eyes. That's what he's saying here. Your eyes are like a dove's eyes. What's special about dove's eyes? I asked the same question. I'm really glad that you guys asked. Um, uh, They are actually very fair. They're actually very beautiful eyes. Very fair eyes, very full eyes, and very clear eyes. Okay? Okay. There's not any bloodshotness. There's not any weird colors in them. They kind of look like Chase's eyes, blue, and I'm just joking. (laughs) Just, do you get it? They're full, they're fair, they're clear, okay? (laughs) Doves have a way of seeing life that nobody else can. Kind of like what we talked about last week of this over overhead view of things, you know, great. They're a bird. So they see that same way, but they're also a dove. The Holy spirit doesn't get compared to a dove just for no reason. They get Holy spirit gets compared to a dove for a very strong, strong purpose. Okay. Which we'll talk about. All right. Don't worry. So again, those five or seven uh, physical descriptors, um, it keeps on going and then it talks about this veil. Okay. Again, your eyes are like doves behind your veil. What's a veil? Anybody know what a veil is? Yeah, the backwards cape. (laughs) That's a better way to put it. Yes, maybe that'd be a bulb, but yeah. So a veil. A veil is a is a thing that's put over a bride as she comes up to her groom. Correct you guys have been to a wedding, you've probably seen some with, some without. Madison didn't wear one much, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, still there. So, you know, it's, it's, this, it's this shielding and it's this, um, it represents modesty and obedience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> represents modesty and obedience of the bride to the groom okay um, cool okay hey, intervene okay then he continues in verse 1 guys stay with me he continues in verse 1 and says because if you miss any of this the end is not going to make any sense okay so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on pulling you back all right so then he continues into the hair Okay, a flock of goats. Tatum, if I said your hair is like a flock of goats, you'd slap me across the face, right? You'd be like, what, bro? Right? You'd be mad at me. Okay, because we look at a goat that's screaming in a Taylor Swift song, right? <laughs> wow! Right? We see that goat. It's ugly. It's nasty. We don't want to be compared to anything about a goat, right? These goats in this time, okay, were actually very, very pretty, okay? They actually had long, long black hair that was very curly. Okay. And when they would come down from a mountainside, they'd come down in a herd. Okay. And it looked as if, that's why he says it's descending from Mount Gilead, right? It's as if the the hill was actually moving. It was this magnificent thing. I looked it up on YouTube just because I was like, what? Look it up on YouTube because you'll see this. It's this black and it's just like kind of flowing. It almost makes like the hill look like a wave in the ocean. Okay, it's this moving thing. It's this voluptuous kind of imagery of what he's saying her hair looks like. It's full. It's beautiful. It's flowing. Okay, Does that makes sense. Um, but again, in our terms, that sounds very offensive, right? But back then, we have to know what happened back then because it's actually very, very beautiful. They weren't short-haired. They were long, black-haired, curly. Isn't that cool? Maybe you guys don't think this is as fun, but hang with me, okay? Um, yeah, now let's go verse two, okay? Verse two gets even a little bit more confusing. Verse two, your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn sheep. Best pickup line ever. <laughs> 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 I use that one on Katie, actually. You got sheep teeth. And then it continues, which have all come up from their washing. So at least she brushes her teeth, right? <laughs> all come up from their washing, which all bear twins, which I'll talk about. And not one among them has lost her young. Okay. Very, very interesting imagery here. So is is the, the groom saying that you've got woolly teeth? Your teeth are very woolly tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, A shorn, how do you say it? Shorn, shorn, shorn. A shaved sheep. Um, A shaved sheep is actually very, very well groomed, right? They're actually the whitest they can be. Very, very clean, right? They're not all dirty from rolling around in the dirt, sleeping on the dirt, all that kind of stuff. You know, the goat that, the sheep that I saw uh, a couple years ago was fat, nasty, and brown. It was disgusting. It was dirty as ever, okay? Nasty, and then we slit its throat and we ate it, okay? But we won't talk about that. Uh, it was freaking really cold. Um, I'm just gonna pan to you guys when I got something cool to say. <laughs> all right, so it was, it was I, I hope you understand. It was nasty, 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 okay? But a, a freshly shaved sheep gets rid of all the dirt. It's cleaned. And it, when it says um, when it says, uh, it's all clean, uniform, and look the same, they're all, they're all white, okay? And when it says come up from a washing, that all, all that means is that they're clean, right? That makes sense, okay? Yeah. Then each one of which bears twins, that just means that they all look the same, okay? Twins, they kind of look the same sometimes, no guess, okay? They have the same mannerisms, correct? The same thing with these sheep. None are barren among them. What's this mean? They were complete. They were complete. They were made full. Right? They came to their purpose. I'm sorry, but a sheep's purpose is to get shaved. So we got some clothes. Okay? That's their purpose in life. And to be be eaten. (laughs) Really good thing called shashlik. Um, That is... Yeah. Okay. Verse, uh, does that make sense? You see the imagery here so far? Okay. We're going to keep on going. It's going to speed up as, as it moves forward. Okay. So don't worry. Now, um, verse three. Yes. Your lips are like a scarlet thread and your mouth is lovely. Your temples or cheeks are like a slice of pomegranate behind your veil. Okay. So now he's talking about the lips and back then what was very, very in was not duck faces. It was actually slender lips. It's actually very, very slender lips, not these big lips that I've got, but the slender lips, right babe? What? She's not having fun with me tonight. I Thank you. Okay, so it was actually, it was actually made um, more, more beautiful, more elegant back then to have a very thin lip, okay? Um, and scarlet, obviously red. Cool. All right. Cool. That one's easy. Yes. Then it talks about temples and cheeks and it gets, gets a little bit weird and we'll hear a lot of him refer to pomegranates. I think Solomon liked pomegranates a lot, <laughs> um, cause he just talks about pomegranates quite often in this. So this, this, this temples or cheeks is, Better translated into the side of your face, your profile, right? There was something about this, his bride's profile that set her apart from any other woman that he's ever seen, right? And these seven characteristics weren't just like what Solomon Solomon came up with. It was actually in the times that they were, it was how women were looked at by these seven distinguishers, right? I'm sure you guys understand that at some level because there's dirtbag dudes around who do the same thing right but thank you thank you for (laughs) laughing at me but i hope you understand like there was these seven characteristics and this is almost solomon's vows to his bride that they had to touch on in every single every single time does that make sense okay cool so, I guess I di- I don't have much clarity on the pomegranate stuff, um, be- but pomegranates are juicy, okay? And it was it was used. I know, yeah. The graphic. They're very, they're very red. So it it's this imagery um, of what I'm pulling out of it and kind of the. Came from Galaxy S8. Was um, that the groom found her fleshly? but beautiful, fully human, but very, very beautiful. Okay. Which will make sense when we kind of look at it from a different lens. Okay. Cool. Verse four, let's keep going. All right. Your neck is like a, is like the tower of David built with rows of stone on which are hung a thousand, a thousand shields all around shields of the mighty men. By no means is the bride calling his his wife a giraffe neck, okay? Like, oh, your, your neck's like a tower. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, guys, don't use that today. It won't work, okay? Won't work. Hey, Zach, Katie do you laugh at that. Yeah, uh, that was the line I used on her, so, you know. Very nice okay so what again with the times um the neck was the one body part that reflected the character of a person holy crap the neck, Seems like, like, neck. Like, <laughs> yeah, like i don't know why a neck but there is this there's kind of I'll, I'll give you the two extremes it bent over kind of like hunched down neck kind of the way i like the way i sit um <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know why. All of a sudden, I'm walking like this when I sit down shrimp. I don't know. Okay? I I don't get it. Uh, So, uh, (laughs) that one landed, Zach. Dude, they laughed at my joke. Okay. So, a bent over neck, a hunched down neck meant humiliation. Not humility. I don't want to mix those up. It was humiliation that you thought low of yourself. That you were downtrodden, you were, you were sucky. Okay, that's what you thought of yourself was with this. But if you had this stiff, rigid neck, it meant that you were very stubborn, right? Very, very stubborn, and you're like, well, oh, screw you, screw that, screw this." I was a stubborn, dude. You're not. I'm not budging on this, right? Okay, that's what the neck meant. But then when he says this, he's speaking of the nobility and the character of who his bride is. Oh my gosh, right? All right, like this blows my mind, the amount of imagery that's already packed into these, what, four verses so far, okay? The Tower of David was a fortress and it had proven itself faithful and full of integrity for what its purpose was. Isn't that amazing? So when he says, your neck is like the tower of David. That means I see that you're going to be full of integrity and faithful. Wow. What a description, right? Mm-hmm. What a beautiful description. Isn't that who we want to be? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's who I want to be. I want to be faithful and full of integrity in everything that I do. Okay. This makes sense. I love it. Cool. Verse five. Here we go. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, which, Feed among the lilies, okay this this um, is talking about um, about the the tenderness of the bride, okay, who she is as almost as a future mother, her tenderness, her patience again, talking about her character, right we see all of the the physical attributes, but there's also this underlying character that 's attached to all of them, okay it also means balanced not way too emotional not way too stern balanced does it make sense Mm -hmm. okay cool are we doing okay yes we good is this all making sense so far it'll make even more sense at the end so hang with me okay it'll make so much sense you see the level of affection though that this groom has for his bride you see it so far because it just is about to increase it's about, we're going about 40 miles an hour right now. He's about to floor it. So we're going to go much faster. Okay. Right. And he's not in a lifted Jeep. Okay. <laughs> Got him. All right. Now we're going to read verses six through eight. Okay. So let's look at the word again. Let's keep on going. Six through eight. Until the cool of the day, when the shadows flee, I will go away to the mountain of Mirr to the hill of frankincense. You are altogether beautiful, my darling, and there is no blemish in you. Come with me to Lebanon, my bride. May you come with me to Lebanon. Journey down from the summit um, of Amon, from the summit of Sinir and Hermon, from the den of lions, from the mountain of leopards. Okay, cool. Verses six through eight. These a couple of verses are referring to intimate places that the bride and the groom hold. Okay. Um, it's talking about when the day ends, the intimacy begins. Okay. Yes. This is obviously talking about sex. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, are we going to fold it back? Good. Good. All right. This is obviously talking about sex. Okay. But, just to kind of minimize it down. Sex is all union between two people to become one. Okay? That's all it is. Right? There's other perks of it, but <laughs> speaking from experience, but... <laughs> there, got <it>. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay, but I hope you understand what I'm talking about. It's these intimate places where two... Oh, shoot. Hey, scared, scared me. Hi. Where... Where two become one, okay? With me? With me, with me? Okay. (laughs) So verses seven through eight is him tying a bow on the sevenfold description, okay? It's him tying a bow on the sevenfold sevenfold description, meaning um, where he says that you are more than fair, all that kind of stuff, yeah? Yeah, there it is. Okay, he is actually saying you're more than fair. You are all fair. And there's no spot on you. There's no blemish on you. Do you see the, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna do it. Isn't that amazing? What if somebody were to say that to you? You'd feel pretty special, yeah? You'd be like, oh, (laughs) Oh, you'd make that noise. Even Benji would make that noise. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Or Benji would just like play this such saturating, lovely solo. And it would just like make us melt. You know, that's what that would happen. That's what would happen. And then what's happening is the groom is saying, come away with me. Let's go. Come away with me. Follow me. Almost as if he's saying, submit to me. Obviously, because he's worthy of being submitted to. Yes, gentlemen? You don't (laughs) have privilege, right? We've been talking about it a lot lately in Guy's group of how we need to be living a uh, a submitted life to the Lord so that we are worthy of being submitted to. I don't know if it's stuck. You guys can do the math. Okay? So do you get this? You get this? It's this intimacy. It's this intimate place that this is now talking about of how much the groom loves his bride and wants to be alone with her. With me? Okay. Let's keep on going. Nine through 11. This is just... Oh. Verse 9 says... You have made my heart beat faster. Mm -hmm. You have made my heart beat faster, my bride. You have made my heart beat faster with a single glance of your eyes, with a single strand of your necklace. How beautiful is your love, my bride. How much better is your love than wine and any fragrance of your oils than any kinds of spices okay this is where it like is mind-blowing to me this is where it gets like he turns up the volume a little bit right this is when the groom goes beyond praising the bride's beauty and praising her character but actually he transition and transitions into the effect that she has on him you see that my heart beats faster when i lock eyes with you Right, there's that new song that just came out. When I Lock Eyes with You, that's where this is coming from. Yeah, a lot of worship songs are actually from Song of Solomon. If you don't know that, Ashton knows that. It's this whole perspective of she has taken his heart away, she now holds it, she is now in possession of it. Do you see this imagery here? He's a changed man and is deeply in love. He's painting this beautiful picture of how she has changed him and how much his heart is set upon her. Okay, still with me? Okay, let's finish strong. We're almost there. 12 through 15. A garden locked is my bride, a a rock garden locked. A spring sealed up. Your, your shoots are an orchard of pomegranates. There it is again. Your choice fruits, henna and nard plants, nard and sassafras, calamus and cinnamon. With all the trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, along with all the finest spices, you are a garden spring, a well of fresh water and streams flowing from Lebanon. Okay. So this is talking about her purity, right? How pure she is, okay? Um, I won't get too graphic, I promise. Um, But this is all about how she has withheld herself for him. Yes? How she has withheld herself from him and him vice versa. Yes? Yes, gentlemen, do you hear me? Yes? How there's this withholding. And it's interesting, the imagery that is, or the, the verbiage here, it says that their springs are shut up and the fountains are sealed up. Isn't that kind of weird? Isn't that opposite of everything that scripture alludes to? Is, isn't it supposed to be streams of living water? Right? And Moses hitting a rock and boom, water pops out. You know, water is a big deal in scripture, right? But it's this fascinating thing. It's not that the fountain in the spring is dried up and useless. Not that she is dried up and useless. It's actually that she's waiting for her proper time. And actually, she's actually waiting for a proper person to do that with. Does that make sense? Isn't that gorgeous? And then verse 16, again, like I said, this is where the bride speaks. This is when the bride speaks, when she opens her mouth and says, Awake, O north wind, and come, wind of the south. Make my garden breathe out fragrance. Let my spices be wafted abroad, and may my beloved come into his garden and eat its choice fruits. I am my beloved. He is mine. Come into my garden and take delight in me as Corey Asbury writes it. Her words are equally as poetic and lovely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Equally as poetic and lovely. She is also just so infatuated with him. And it's this expect uh, it's. She is also infatuated with her groom and expectant for love to flow forth from her life towards him. Okay. So. We see this beautiful love story happening right in front of our eyes. Yes. It's amazing. Right. It should be like a Shakespeare film by Romeo, Romeo, you know? Yes. Beautiful. But like I said at the beginning, this is actually all about Jesus. This is actually all about Holy spirit. And this is actually all about the Lord. Not saying that this wasn't written to his wife, but For our purposes, and because it made in the Holy Bible, it has to mean something about the Trinity. So, let's brainstorm together. This is where my notes end. Let's brainstorm together. Who is the bride of Christ? Us. 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 Every single one of us. And even... Even us who don't want it. Just let that sink in for a second. This beautiful interaction. I told you just a second. This beautiful interaction is actually a love letter to you. You see that? This is actually how God Almighty feels about you. Because you are his bride. Isn't that amazing? So here, let me recap. Let's, you know, we we got a little bit of time still. Let's recap. Eyes are like doves. Dove equals Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit equals dove. So when my eyes become like doves, what's, yes, but there's this call in here. I want you, I'm going to give you two perspectives as we close. There's this call of who I'm supposed to be as the bride of Christ and how he feels about me. Okay. How I'm supposed to be as the bride of Christ is eyes like doves. What's that mean? Yeah. Yes. It also means that the Holy Spirit lights the path before me and guides me. What is that? Me living in a Holy Spirit-saturated life. That's when my eyes, we always talk about lenses here, right? How is your lens? Is it like a dove's or is it like yours? Is it like Holy Spirit's or is it like your perspective on life? When When he's saying your eyes are like doves, not only does he is he telling you, I see the Holy Spirit in you. I see myself in you. And I love it. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. And then he continues with this veil thing. What's the veil? Oh, I'll tell you what the veil is. It was actually torn. It was actually lifted. So therefore, it's interesting that doves holy spirit and veil are all in the same verse sandwiched together because at pentecost this was actually lifted the veil is gone so when i can see like a dove when i can see with the view of holy ghost living inside of me this veil is broken between me and the lord and there's this unity yes that's all a veil is remember right what's the veil What's it? What's it mean? What's it mean? Backwards cape? What's it mean? Yes. Modesty and obedience. When he actually lifts that, he's saying, oh, you're being obedient. Oh, you are being modest in who you are. Isn't this cool? Cool. We're just getting started. Hair like a flock of goats. This is just him saying you're beautiful. This is actually God Almighty just saying, hey, you are beautiful. And I see that. Teeth. White as wool. Clean. Yeah. What do you think that means? I don't even need to tell you because of Jesus's work over this earth. I am now clean. And it's as if I've said this before. It weirded some people out. I'm going to say it again. I have a red tint to me. And that's the way the Lord sees me is because I'm washed by the blood. When the Lord sees me, I have a red tint. When the Lord sees me, he says, Oh, you kind of look like Jesus again a call to the bride right it's not just because oh i exist so therefore i can just right no this is a call to the bride who's like do i kind of look like jesus right because he said something about twins in there yes how they kind of looked alike how they looked uniform after what oh the clean one Right? Oh, and they're spotless. How? Mm. Jesus, because of the blood, uh, because of the blood of the Lamb that was slain. Yes? Mm. Amazing. Yes? Are we wow. seeing how this looks? How the Father actually looks at you? Yeah. Good. I'm not done yet. Lips. Lips, obviously, what's coming out of your mouth, yes. <laughs> okay, what's that sound like? Cool. That's the easy conversation. But lips of scarlet. Lips of thin lips of scarlet, even. What the heck? How does this look like? Well, when I think of thin lips, I think of somebody slow to speak. When I think of Scarlet, I think of I weigh everything with the blood of Jesus before I speak. Yeah. Again, calling to a bride, but the love of the father, the love of the groom. Yes. Um, oh, the temples and cheeks. Fleshly, but beautiful, fully human, but fully alive in Christ. That's cool. Mm -hmm. A neck. How's my character? Right? As the bride of Christ, how am I supposed to carry myself? Faithful and with integrity. Faithful to what? To Him. To your groom, who is God Almighty. Right? Mm -hmm. Supposed to be faithful and full of integrity. Yes? Or are you humiliating him? Or are you stubborn to follow him? Right? The chest. Are we tender to the Holy spirit? Are we obedient? Are we submissive to the Holy spirit? Right. And then balanced. Yes. Mm-hmm. Balanced. All right, here we go. There's two breasts in case you guys didn't know. There's also two old, <laughs> thanks Hannah. I leave it to Hannah. I thought it would be the guys, but leave it to Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, there, there, there are two breasts. Okay. What does this symbolize? Old Testament, New Testament. That you're balanced in both. You know both. You know the law. Yeah. But you also know who you're saved through. Yes? Oh, my gosh. Are you guys, is this cool? Yes. Right? This is a call to the bride, but also how he looks at you. All right. And then remember that six through eight, those intimate places, those intimate times. What is that? It's not your quiet time. I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. It's actually when you are just focused on God almighty, when you're in the presence of God almighty, again, call to the bride. I can't just say, Oh, I'm living with God today. And, but I just cut somebody off and I gave them the finger. Nope. You're not <laughs> living with God. I'm sorry. You failed. Right. <laughs> Two-question quiz, you got both of them wrong, okay? (laughs) But (laughs) what this means is the presence of God I am in. Nothing can take me out of it. This is a call. And what the Lord so badly wants from you, he would do, actually, he has done everything for it. He gave his one and only son so Holy Spirit could come. He gave his one and only son. He created you. Why? To be with you. And yes, this intimacy that on earth, it looks like sex. But in heaven, it looks like two becoming one. That's it. It looks like two becoming one. And it's this beautiful unity with Jesus, unity with God Almighty. More than fair, all fair, and no spot on her. That's his call for us as the church, for us as his bride. And then what really stirs me up is some translation says, your love has ravished my heart. Ugh. Makes me melt. In this translation, in verse nine, it says, you have made my heart beat faster, my bride. You have made my heart beat faster with just a single glance of your eyes. Again, this is God Almighty talking to you tonight. His heart literally quickens when you lock eyes with him. Holy crap. His heart literally beats faster and faster when you look at him. I'm not making it up. Scripture says it. And I'm sorry. Scripture would not just have a love letter in it. This is God the Father's cry to you. Say, hey, lock eyes with me, Lex. It gives me something. What a love. Right? Madison gets annoyed with me when I look at her too long. (laughs) What? What are you looking at me for? Right? I do it to her too. Right? He loves it just when you fix your eyes on him. And you sit back and his heart literally beats faster and he had to say it twice. He said it twice. One single glance. That means, boom, I just looked at Tommy, and we had a single glance. We just shared that. Did his heart beat faster? Probably not, but no, it didn't. No, it didn't. (laughs) That's what it looks like between you and God. I hope you guys are grabbing this. This is what it looks like. This is how much he loves you. I'm going to get weepy. I'm going to get weepy. This is how much he loves you. And when you say anything opposite of that, he's like, why are you saying that about yourself? Don't you see how I see you? His heart beats. I I love it. all I can see is the cartoon right now where like Tom and Jerry, where Tom finds that little other, I don't even, I get them mixed up where he finds the other mouse and he's like, Oh, I love that mouse. And then boom, boom kind of thing. Right. Or the mask when Jim Carrey, when he finds that girl and it's just, woof, 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 that's it. That's going to sound so weird on the podcast, <laughs> right? it That's the love and the affection that your groom has for you. Right. It's, I can't help but think of that story with the Lord and Moses where Moses says, God, are you sure you want to do that? I think you should consider something else. Are you sure you want to cast down everybody? I think. And then what changed? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm not the same man that I was before Madison. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I changed. And I'm the groom. That means the level of intimacy that we can have with Christ means the level of influence. How do I say this without getting myself really in a heap of trouble? The level of intimacy that I have with God Almighty, I could have some say over some things. Just like Moses huh I can yeah thank you she gave me gave me words thank you he we actually have the ability to move his heart did you hear me did you hear Madison maybe you should say it because it didn't land when I said it. it it's mind-blowing do you see this beautiful picture that God Almighty is painting for you I'm saying hey I love you you can't do anything to get rid of it Right? Then, kind of his closing remarks in this chapter, 12 through 15, right? A garden locked. What is the garden? Well, it's my secret place. Am I going to allow anything else into that place? Right? It's this purity. Am I going to allow any other God into that place? Or am I waiting for God Almighty to birth me with flowing waters? See the imagery? That's just how God feels about you. That's all. Right? And there's more, you know, <laughs> you could read the rest of this. And there's more. He doesn't think that you're a useless fountain. He doesn't think that you're useless. He's like, I can't wait for that water to spring up. Right? Mm-hmm. You see how much the father loves you? Yeah. Maybe in a different way than you thought. (laughs) Maybe not in just like, well, he has to, he's God, and he's supposed to be a father. But actually, but actually the way he feels about you as his bride. Right? I remember a long time ago, or maybe not too long ago, maybe last year, I, I I had this statement, probably scared a lot of people, and it said, Jesus is my husband. Jesus is my husband. He is. That means I have married him, and he has married me. And there's this union, right? I want to invite you in the same thing. Because what that looks like is verse 16. It's when the bride actually speaks up. When the bride actually speaks up. It's this fascinating thing. It talks, he talks about all these spices and all these weird things at the end, right? And then she says, make my garden breathe out fragrance. Make my garden breathe out fragrance. In a tabernacle term, they would, write, they would light incense as incense unto the Lord. To fill his nostrils with their praise. That's a tabernacle perspective on that. What's our perspective on that? The same thing. You don't need to light anything though. It's just what comes out of your mouth. It's literally what comes out of your life. It's literally the outpouring of who you are. As a man and woman of God. That fragrance. His praise. And. And. Lord, I will give it right back to you kind of mentality. Lord, I understand everything that you feel about me. And I love that you love me. But may I give it back to you. Would you teach me how to love, Lord, so that I can love you back? Oh, my gosh, what a revelation. Right? What a revelation of love, of who he actually says you are not who you think you are. I don't care who you think you are. I've got preconceived notions of who I think I am too, but I need to stuff those things down, get rid of them, kick them in the face, right? Say, no, this is how God almighty feels about me. Mm -hmm. And may my beloved come into his garden and eat its choice fruits. This is where it gets really cool. As if I haven't said that 16 times. (laughs) Get it? Because there's 16 verses. (laughs) May my beloved come into his garden and eat its choice fruits. What is our call as people who serve God Almighty? It's to produce good fruit, correct? Yes? It's to produce good fruit. So by me living and by him having my garden therefore he is making all this fruit by which he gets to eat of yes yeah. this is not an egotistical way you might feel that way it's not it's in a love and affection it's in this is amazing right right You see how the Lord actually thinks about you? Because your self talk is not good. And it has to change. Because it's not what your groom says about you. And if you believe everything that you're saying about yourself, then what kind of groom are you going to accept? Earthly and what kind of groom am I going to accept as Lord, right? We can curate our our own groom and all of these kinds of things, right? We can curate these things. But at the end of the day, if I think of myself any less than the way the Lord thinks of me, I'm missing something. And I need to realign. I need to realign. I need to say, Lord, wake me up to who I am in you. Wake me up to who you say I am. Wake me up to how much you actually do love me. Right? Right? Because I'm afraid, and like, hear me in all my authenticity right now, all my transparency right now, I'm afraid that we're going to accept lesser grooms. And we are going to say, good enough. Especially women. I just want to shake some of you. You know, you deserve the best. Why? Because the Lord said so, not me. You could care less what I have to say, right? You're here because we talk about the Lord. Right? You can't accept a lesser groom. Because if you do, you're going to be following a false idol. Gentlemen, listen, right? You can't accept anything less than who God is saying that he thinks about you. You can't. It's impossible. You're actually doing him a disservice. You're actually spitting all over the word of God when your self-talk is anything less than this. I'm guilty of it. I am. I I had a freak out moment this week. Madison can witness right? My self-talk was dirty. It was nasty. And then the Lord showed me this this week. Said, Lex, remember who you are. You're a child and you're a bride of me. Does this make sense? I really want you to spend some time on it. I don't want you just to say, oh, cool, good message. Made me feel something, and I'm out. I really want you to spend some time on this. Even if it means putting a sticky note on your mirror of just the seven things, and that's enough of a reminder for you. Even if it means duct taping something to your steering wheel for a reminder of who you are, because the way you carry yourself, man, what is um proverbs 25 2 can you pull there? can you go there for me because the way you think of yourself is actually the way you're going to live out your life for christ and you need this revelation tonight this is not just for me does it say something about kingly is this the right word that i'm looking for yeah oh this is great oh man pretty good like the translation even <laughs> the best. proverbs 25 2 it reads Maybe. it is the glory of god to conceal things but the glory of kings to search things out okay what do you think that means that's okay i'll tell you the glory of kings who are kings oh actually all of us why because our inheritance is heavenly It's kingly. Yes? Mm -hmm. It's queenly. (laughs) Right? Be king. It's better. (laughs) Okay? So, it's God's role to conceal things for the opportune time, but it's our inheritance to go search those things out. Mm -hmm. Right? Jesus said it over and over. Seek and you will find. Right? Seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added to you, right? Okay, so remember, you need to remember who you are. You have to remember who you are, or else you're just going to be a shifting boat in the middle of the ocean saying, I don't know where I am. Don't be that. You know exactly where you are. You're in the arms of the Father. That's all you need to know, right? Right? I just love how this was written, all the imagery around it. And I love that he even talks about when the day ends, we begin. He is actually, and and I'll be careful the way I say this, so really listen, okay? He's actually saying, I understand that in the day-to-day, you're still aware of me. But I understand that it's tough Sometimes. He's not giving you excuse. I don't want to blend these two things, okay? Mm-hmm. So listen to me completely, okay? He's saying, I understand that in the day-to-day, you lose sight a little bit. But when that day comes to a close, you're all mine. Mm-hmm. Are we allowing that? even? Are we even saying yes to that? Because I get it i be the first one to tell you I, I was talking to somebody today of like guys dude I struggle with being 24 7 surrender guy I'm not there yet am I trying yeah 10 years ago and I were to look at myself now I'd be like wow that dude's really holy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but 10 years from now I'm gonna be looking back at myself like man that guy was uh. right you get what I'm saying you probably have a similar story of the way you look at your previous and how you started, right? Like, who the, what the heck did I say then? You know, right? Yeah. It's your job to search things out. How? Getting back on board by focusing back on him, by remembering who you are, that you're his bride. Right? Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. I hope so. So I just wanna release this over you guys tonight, okay? I just wanna pray that over you guys, all of you. All right, and then then we can talk if we feel like it. If you feel like it. I always feel like talking, so it's cool. <laughs> oh, the sister. Yeah, so um, this is actually really beautiful and thank you for bringing it up. Um, when it says my sister, my bride, some of your guys' translations say that, mm-hmm. yeah? When it says my sister, my bride, he's actually referring to her as a sister in Christ before she was his bride. Okay. It's actually this transition of, hey, I I view you as a sister. Right. I honor you as a sister. Right. Same way we honor you guys as sisters in Christ. Correct. Yeah. I hope. Let me know if it's otherwise for them. All right. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for laughing. All right, we view you as sisters in Christ, right? But there's this transition when then it turns into bride. I'm not saying that prophetically, okay? Uh, so I, hope, I hope the best for you guys. And maybe Benji, he's pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, all right, so you get, does that help? Okay, cool. All righty, well, let me just pray for you guys and then uh, we'll we'll kind of break and we can have a little more conversation around it. Or we could even ask Holy Spirit to talk to us tonight. Whoa, oh, 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 he does that still. All right, if you would, just hold your hands out in front of you and just an act of receiving, nothing fancy about it, just a posture. Lord, we just receive your love for us. And Lord, may we be the bride that you dreamed of. Lord, may I be the bride that you've always dreamed of. May I I be worthy enough for you, God Almighty. Lord, I pray that over every single person here and every single person listening to this right now. I pray that we would be worthy of calling you our groom and us being called your bride. So, Lord, I pray that you would remove all dirty self-talk and replace it with what you have to say for us and what you have to say about us. Lord, I pray that you would just make a, a physical change, a physical exchange right now. Just the way Solomon's heart was moved for his his wife, I pray that our heart would be moved towards you and vice versa. So, Lord, we, we just want... We just want full revelation of this tonight. Lord, I pray that you would remind us of who we are every single morning when we open our eyes. And we would, we would spend time with you every single day before we shut our eyes. Lord, I pray that we would become one with you. Not in a way of, I have something to gain or I have something to receive, but in a and a full affection, and a full love to God Almighty. So Lord, we just love you. Even what we have, we love you. I pray that that would increase through the words that were spoken tonight, through the truth that was spoken tonight. Lord, I pray that it would keep us awake until we understand your love for us. Thank you so much for who you are, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.